0: are locked on tar heels your daily podcast on the unc tar heels part of the locked on podcast network your team every day park the sound at your favorite tar heel voice welcome to locked on tar heels today's episode is brought to you by built bar go to billbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get ten dollars off your next order as always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. I'm happy to have you rock with me today. Make sure you've downloaded and subscribed Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to your podcast. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. We've got some crazy stories going on going on around the college football world, Ed Ogeron came out and talked about how his, most of his players have already got COVID and hopefully it's passed and will be good to go. And I just want to credit, you know, Coach Mack Brown and UNC for how they've handled it. So let's talk about that more. More importantly, we have some athlete-led um, movement webinars that UNC student-athletes have done led by black women. And you know, I love to celebrate some black women. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about heels in the NFL. We had some guys pro who were having great weeks. Some had some tough weeks. We'll discuss who that is. And finally, always love to give accolades to our UNC football players who are doing big things. So we'll talk about that all on today's show. So let's get started, shall we? If you have been living under a rock, you obviously know that COVID-19 is very real and has been affecting um college football in such an incredible way. It's been one of those things where you blink and you see 30 people not being able to be on a team, on a roster, what have you, and next thing you know, we're just trying to play with whoever we got. We're going to keep the ball rolling. Apparently... LSU feels the same way. Ed Ogeron said most of his team had contracted COVID-19, saying, quote, not all of our players, but most of our players have caught it. I think that hopefully they won't catch it again, and hopefully they're not out for our games. And mind you, we are talking about SEC, which – they kept rolling. They never stopped. and They never had breaks from playing. And per SEC protocols, players who have contracted COVID-19 don't have to be tested again for 90 days. <laughs> That's right, 90 days. And when I've talked about Carolina and their testing, they test three times a week. They have to test before they get on a plane. They have to test before they get on a bus for Saturday's game, get their results back. They always have to know whether they're good to go or not. And yet, Somehow in the SEC, they didn't get that memo. So apparently, doctors have told them, if you get it once, you have a 90-day window before you could potentially catch it again. So they don't have to test it, you know? But ugh, no, never mind contact tracing, all that good stuff. And it just, for me, is frustrating because what are we doing here? <laughs> like, as we're as I'm trying to, you know, prepare for a season, I talked about, you know, on the show how we're trying to get things rolling, keep things moving. It's just oh, I'm hoping nothing bad happens because what is this whole – what what is your protocol really? Like, we just want to play. Kids have already got it. It is what it is. Like, keep the ball rolling. They're healthy. It's almost that back to that they're healthy, they'll bounce back mentality when we know that that's not true, right? We know that that's not a thing that could happen. So I appreciate Mac Brown and UNC Tar Heels for always being transparent with us, always leading, especially, you know, the ACC to me has led this best. They have been most transparent, you know, from a conference standpoint about, you know, the protocols and things that they're trying to put in place. They weren't really, you know, out in the open with whether or not they were always going to keep going no matter what and screw this. They just always tried to look at facts, talk to their, you know, physicians and keep, you know, things going as much as possible. And so I appreciate that because... You want transparency for these kids, for their parents, for, their, you know, the universities and all the liabilities and issues that might present itself. So, ACC is number one there. And the number one I would give to Coach Mac Brown, who's been, of course, is Mac Mack Brown stand account, who has been more than transparent when it comes to his team. And, you know, again, not wanting to know whether guys had it or not, making sure that if they do, they – Isolate and he's gone on 1,100 shows to let us know what UNC is doing, but it is also needed. I think a lot of coaches we've seen, you know, Lincoln Riley talk about he's not going to give competitive advantages, talked about Clemson and how Dabo Sweeney wasn't going to tell anybody whether or not they got it. And of course, you know, it's cool to think about strategically of the game, but at the end of the day, these are kids, their health is involved. Like if you are not talking about people who potentially could have been roommates of somebody still out there playing, and then he's going up against a guy you know for four quarters it might be difficult (laughs) to not have uh, confidence in the fact that they're doing things the right way so just one of those things to keep your eye on especially you know we talk about the ACC but more importantly in the ACC or in the SEC realm how they're trying to get things done and you know as we the season progresses and you have people available not available I'll be very interested to see how um, revealing people are when it comes to their testing and how you know transparent they are because everyone wants to get that season done. They want to get that college football playoff and they're going to do whatever their damnedest (laughs) to make sure they get it done. But switching gears, talking about UNC uh, athletes, I wanted to highlight briefly this black women led a movement from uncut, which we all know uncut is a part of the new student athlete human kind of conversation that they've been having over at UNC's campus and their podcast Benched features some current student athletes Rachel Jones who plays soccer Nicole Barnes and Lauren Hall who both run track and field and they had the conversation about where you know they feel like the movement is going and how important it is to have the conversations about social injustice and racial inequality so I always like to highlight you know women especially athletes who are doing the damn thing when it comes to making sure their voices are heard and using their platform for good. It's always a good thing to see and it's always great when it's Tar Heels. Now, there are some pro heels in the NFL and some of them had a good day on Sunday and Monday. Some of them had a tough go at it. I'm going to talk about who is shining bright there in the pros next on Locked on Tar Heels. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Download Locked On Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. Make sure you head to your favorite podcast site and you subscribe to the podcast. Leave me five stars. Let me know just how much you love the Tar Heels. More importantly, how much you love talking with me about it. And also, you know, you can follow on Twitter at Candace D Cooper or at Locked On Heels more than happy to talk Tar Heels with you all day, every day. Okay. So pro heels. I love the NFL. It's my favorite time of the year. It's a little odd for me this year. I'm struggling a bit with being encouraging with also trying to feel like, is everyone okay? Everyone healthy? Like making sure, despite, I always want healthy seasons for everyone because we know how dangerous you know football can be. But this year especially, just the mental health aspect of it, I want guys to be in a you know certain mindset and feeling comfortable and okay that they're playing. So I'm always giving you know good vibes, good juju for all involved, but I love sending my good juju and good vibes to the pros in the NFL who are Tar Heels. Now, I saw some great action over the weekend, and I want to highlight a couple of these guys. Trey Boston. Former Tar Heel on um, place for the Panthers currently. They had a tough go at it, losing to the Raiders 34-30. Gio Bernard and his Bengals uh, lost 16-13 to the Chargers, which was a rough game if you watched. Now, I don't know if any of you guys watch um, Hard Knocks and the Chargers. I love Coach Anthony Lynn. I he Listen, I would run through a wall for him. And I always want them to have, you know, good episodes and have guys who keep continuing to make rosters and what have you. I'm always rooting for the underdog when it comes to hard knocks, but man, oh man, did I want the Bengals and Joe Burrow to get that first dub, and it it kind of had me hurting for Joe because he's had a 15 and 0 season, hurting for Gio because he's, you know, been a journeyman in this league, being a part of this Bengals organization and all the ebbs and flows of having to survive the Marvin Lewis years, and yet. He's been pretty resilient. So tough go for the Chargers losing thir- 16-13 and, you know, maybe maybe next week. <laughs> Eric Ebron from the Pittsburgh Steelers beat my Giants. Yes, I'm a Giants fan. My dad's from New York. I'm sorry, my dad's from New Jersey. Lord have mercy. From New Jersey. So I grew up a Giants fan. I know. it's It's been a rough go. But every five years or seven years or ten years or so, we win a Super Bowl. So it's fine for me. You know, I come in and out. And they lost to the Steelers 26-16. Of course, Danny Dimes, also a former ACC player, Dookie. I don't know why they call him Danny Dimes. I'm still trying to figure that out to this day. He's been playing like Danny Nichols for a minute, but hopefully we can see (laughs) some turnaround. Eric Ebron, of course, his new team this season with the Steelers getting it done for his team. Robert Quinn and Mitch Trubisky both playing for the Bears. I, if you talk about Robert Quinn and Mitch Trubisky, there's a different conversation <laughs> for most. But Mitch, you know, he he got a win. Yeah, mind you, albeit it was against the Lions, 27-23, but he got a win nonetheless. And, you know, I'm just going to sit here and say, As much as people get down on Mitch, he gets it done in the clutch, right? Let's talk about it. The Mitch of old that you saw at UNC, is that the Mitch that you see in the Chicago? Because a lot of people, for whatever eyes that they saw in UNC, just figured he was going to be the truth. And I don't necessarily think that that's how it's panned out in Chicago, but I would love to hear what you guys think about Mitch Trubisky and his play in the pros. Andre Smith, who just signed with the Buffalo Bills, he got his first win of the season, uh, won 17 to the New York Jets, which I don't know if you caught that game, but the Jets' offense, my God. You know, it might be worse than it was before. And defensively, I, you know, it's crazy how people thought Todd Bowles was a problem, but I just – I don't know. I think head coach Bowles was not the issue, and Gase doesn't exactly seem to be the guy – that can handle losing well. He always has an excuse or his you know, stern reasoning for why things aren't going smoothly, which is just to me. Just hold your L, big dog. That's, that's all it is. So shout out to the Bills and Andre for getting the job done. Lastly, Jason Strobridge for the Dolphins. Lost 21-11 to the Patriots. And this is absolutely a Cam Newton stand account. So if you are not rooting for Cam... To have a great season, despite the you know issues that he experienced with the Carolina Panthers and how much he should still be a Carolina Panther, then we can't be here. I mean, you might as well just go ahead and leave me five stars and then go about your day. Okay, I love Cam Newton. More importantly now, because of how dirty I think the Carolina Panthers did, And I would love to go walk to On Panthers podcast and talk about this, you know, with the host, because I think that it's important to acknowledge how much David Tepper dropped that ball, how much Matt Rule talked himself into circles and beyond circles. And Matt Rule was a prime example of when people talk fast, they're usually lying. <laughs> and I don't know if you saw Panthers fans when he was talking. He would just talk so fast when it came to Cam Newton and just talk around and around. But like, yeah, I think I did I'm like Speedy Gonzalez type conversation. And yet, where is Cam? <laughs> Cam's not playing. You think you trust Cam? You like Cam? All that good stuff. And then when it came down to it, when, you know, rubber met, met the road, Cam Newton was no longer a Panther and got a text saying that. And I am very bitter about that because when you do in the league for nine years, you deserve a little more respect. But hey, whatever. You know, you brought the Team to a Super Bowl. So the Panthers, I'm sorry, Trey. I'm, I'm digging on them right now. But the Panthers never go back. I'm not upset. Because you did a man dirty, like you, he deserves an apology. Steve Smith deserves an apology. There's a couple guys <laughs> that I want to have a conversation about, but that's not why we're here. I'm here to highlight. Sorry, here to highlight the Carolina Tar Heels in the league. So shout out to Jason Strobridge for you know getting his rookie debut, and hopefully you know they'll turn a corner shortly. Now, final stories of the day. We've got some individual highlights. We love to acknowledge some of our guys who are in the league and currently on some Carolina rosters doing big things. I'll have those next here on Locked on Tar Heels. So final thoughts of the day. Of course, we love highlighting guys who are doing big things in the league and beyond. Congratulations to Kobe White, former UNC Tar Heel Hooper, being named to the NBA All-Rookie Second Team most all-rookie team members by college. Carolina has 22. So the Chicago Bull star has made a very elite list and we are super proud of him. And I'm waiting for him to drop his hair care routine because those curls are immaculate. So congrats to Kobe White on that. And in current roster news, switching over to football, Carolina linebacker Chas Surratt was selected to the Chuck Bednarik Award Player of the Week. He already got ACC Linebacker of the Week honor and he registered nine tackles and career-high pair of sacks, 2.5 tackles for loss in the uh, victory on Saturday against Syracuse. He began this uh, senior campaign already on some watch lists, the, Nargus- the Nagurski <coughs> Trophy, Lord, the Buckets Award, and the Baneric Award. So we're hoping that he gets those when it's all said and done. He'll keep that campaign rolling on Saturday against Charlotte, which will be at 3:30 on ACC, a uh, regional sports network. So wherever you get your regional sports, that's to where you'll be able to tune in on Saturday. I haven't. I don't know if you guys made your Charlotte playlist yet, but I need your top five. I need you get ready for game day and let me know what you're going to drop musically for the Tar Heels as we prepare for another dominant performance. Make sure you leave me five stars. You've downloaded the podcast. You are sending it to everyone. You're sharing it, all that good stuff. The more love you give me, the more love I give back. Follow on Twitter at Locked On Heels. Follow me personally at Candace D. Cooper. And, you know, I just hope you have a great day. You're smart. You're safe. You wear your mask. You wash your hands and all that good jazz. Have a great Wednesday. And as always, go Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.